Today's show is brought to you by Takamini Guitars. Check them out online at takamini.com. Welcome to this episode of Under the Marquee, coming to you from Nightbird Recording Studios in the underground of the Sunset Marquee Hotel in West Hollywood, California. My name is Chris Cope, and I've been producing an acoustic showcase called Live at Sunset Marquee for the past 10 years. The show features some of the best independent artists from around the country, and we just happen to have one of those here with us today. This is starting out great. My guest today <laughs> is Miko. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. And the crowd goes wild. Miko, uh, let's see. We have known each other for, what, uh, a couple weeks? Yeah, I think we met last week. Yeah, like two weeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think when the, was the first time you played live at Sunset Marquee? It was, that was last year. It was, right? right? Yeah. yeah, I think it was last July. And then um, I believe you, uh, well, you can probably describe your sound. That's probably a good way to start this is like uh, yeah. describe your sound. And I know it's evolved a little bit because um, you've, uh, you're have you going to talk about uh, a few albums you've done. Right. And, um, uh, and your music's evolved a little bit. And mm-hmm. you went off in another direction, kind of came back a little bit. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man. I, I feel like um, uh, the best way to put it is like, you know, when when you start anything, it's just like you're kind of just like throwing paint at the wall like those painters do. And you're just kind of like, what what is this going to look for like? inspiration? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I started off um, actually out of the church and doing worship music and stuff like that. And um, so my first album, when I did this little EP with my buddies, um, a lot of guitars for sure. We were all brand new. None of us had recorded a thing in our lives. And um, the songs, I'd say, were kind of like a pop rock feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had no idea what I was doing as a writer, so they were all like two keys too low to sing. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate listening. I don't tell anybody where that album is because I hate listening to it. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty I bad. I think Chandler uh, gave me a copy of that. Probably. Album. She still <laughs> listens to it. She loves one of the songs on there. Um so that one was, but it was beautiful. It was a great experience. I think, you know, you kind of always appreciate like your first little baby yeah, type yeah. thing that you did. Um, and then I went to Boise, Idaho with a, a buddy um, like a year or so later. And this was back, this was like, I think 10 years ago now. Mm. Um, and then recorded another little EP. Um, and that one went way better, <laughs> way better. <laughs> Um, and it was cool because he was like a Christian hip hop guy and I wasn't doing any Christian music. This was, I was just doing very secular kind of, uh, still like, you know, positive music or just like baby making music or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, but I heard his stuff, um, and I was like, man, it would be really cool to fuse this soulful acoustic stuff with some like kind of modern hip hop that he was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really cool sound, um, and actually, you know, I will probably listen to uh, that kind of, I brought some of the tracks to show you guys. Cool. So yeah. um, I'll explain that a little later too. Um, and then 
you know, from there, no pun intended, like we were saying a little bit ago, I evolved, which was yeah. <laughs> the next album was called Evolve. Oh. And, yeah. So, and that was a full length, my first full length album. Um, and that one was just a really, can I, can I cuss on this podcast um, or no? It's my podcast, so shit, yeah. Shit. Okay, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so the next album, Evolve, um, shit got crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... I wanted to come to L.A. because I was living in Bend, Oregon at the time. Okay. I wanted to come to L.A. because um, I had some friends here in the industry and kind of just show them and also, you know, the labels if I could, that I could write in any genre. And so on that album, I just kind of, you know, broke the chains and said, hey, let's let's just make any kind of song I can think of. Mm. So I had hip hop, uh, rap, rock, uh, acoustic, like, I mean, from Ed Sheeran style to JT style, Maroon 5, and then, you know, kind of like the rapping stuff was a little more like tongue in cheek, like a Jason Mraz, oh, you yeah. know, when he raps. Yep. So I wasn't trying to be like Young G or something, but <laughs> um, yeah, and it it was a very mixed review uh, album. I had a lot of people who loved bits and pieces. There was some R&B stuff that I actually was really fun mm-hmm. to do because, you know, R&B got all those boys to men bgv background vocals sweeping in and out yeah yeah um so i really loved the process i did that with my buddy kyle mitchell shout out to kyle he uh he was a drummer in a christian band called cutlass Mm. so um i went out to this old church uh in the middle of uh, the countryside where he worked uh, he's the preacher of it and um we just were out there like having fun you know, kind of, like I said, no no rules, um, making that album. And then uh, cut to a few years ago, two years ago, I did my last EP. Um, and that one, uh, again, changed a little bit of the sound. More back to guitars and soul, a little bit more like alt style. Um, but each song, again, I don't know why, I, they were all a little different, but they still start started to feel like me. Mm. That makes sense. Like yeah, yeah. I had flames on there, which is a little more Latin vibe. Uh, Over you, which is a little bit more like acoustic Imagine Dragons vibe. Um, Shade, which is kind of like a pop Maroon Five style. So that was the last thing I did. And now uh, this newer sound. Again, I have a song I'll share with you guys. If it works, we'll see. Because mm-hmm. this is your first podcast, right? <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, the newest, newer stuff, I'll explain that as we, as we kind of get there. So, um, so yeah, we'll play some tracks from, uh, um, what you brought here today, but you mentioned, um, uh, Christian rock kind of influence, um, or is it, did religion as a whole have an influence in your life that, and that's kind of guided some of your music? Um, or is it just kind of like happenstance you were, you were around those kinds of folk? I would say I definitely was, um, influenced by Christian music for sure. Um, because I was just, you know, submerged within it. I, I was, I went to a Christian college, uh, Northwest Nazarene university in Idaho, and I was on their worship teams there and, and would play you know, at chapel and I, they, they would send me on the road and I'd go play at youth camps and churches all over. And, and we were trying to like, you know, lack of a better word, um, 
show off <laughs> like look what we have you know yeah, yeah, like right. cool kids at our college that do music come come check out our school so yeah. um that whole christian movement at that time for me um was just huge because it also kept me grounded and and um the the music i fell in love with it because it's kind of like it reminds me of Coldplay. it's like there's just something about the emotion and christian music mm-hmm. and obviously like you two and Coldplay. they they have this way of tapping into your spirit almost right and you kind of you just feel like you can't help but like it and sure. um yeah. that's kind of how christian music some some christian music at least that i loved um and worship stuff affected me and then you know i kind of not to judge it but i kind of felt like um it just wasn't my thing though yeah like when i w- when i first picked up a guitar ever um that i was at church and i saw this uh, worship leader playing and when i um when the service ended i just r- sprinted to the stage and was like can i play that i just <laughs> wanted to touch it and he he's like yeah man and he hands me the guitar and i'm like now what do i do and i just remember him kind of chuckling at me a little and just was like hey just take it home and try it out and i was like really he's like yeah take it home so and how I old it, were you there man i think i was like 17 or 18 um, and you hadn't picked up a guitar before no, that? No, never. Oh, wow. Never, yeah. I just, just took it home um, and looked up, you know, like a G chord or whatever. And I and I don't know why, but the first thing I wanted to do was write a song. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it wasn't like I picked it up and just wanted to, like, you know, bang out some chords. I just, like, I want to write a song. So I just started writing a song the very first time I got to play. Um, and it, it came out very worshipful. Mm-hmm. And then I progressed to where I am now, which is, uh, you know, baby making music. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you? <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting transition from worship music to yeah. baby making music. Yeah. But, uh, um, I, um, uh, ooh, this fell down. <laughs> Back that up. Mic stand issues. Oh, if those were only my issues, yeah. or my only issues. Um, Need to Breathe was that band that I was trying oh, to remember. Oh, I love Need to Breathe. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been out there for, I guess, probably a decade now or so, yeah. but uh, maybe longer. Um, but, I saw um, them live in uh, Jacksonville, Oregon did you? with Switchfoot, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they pl- they were touring together. It was the best show I've ever been to. Yeah, they're um they're amazing. they're a great band. I um when I found out, I mean, I didn't know at first, you know, that they were a Christian band, and I started listening a little bit closer to their lyrics, and I was like, hey, <laughs> wait <Yeah>. a minute. <laughs> but um uh, at any rate, um, so you have a couple of um tracks. Uh, you want to cue up the first one? Yeah, yeah. So I'd tell love us a little to. bit about that. Uh, the first one it's called Everything I Do. Um, this is. Uh, the one I said I went to Boise, Idaho and, okay. and, and tracked with the hip hop producer. Um, so again, it's just soulful, soulful blends, uh, acoustic stuff uh, with some like hip hop influence. And I wrote this song. I, I write songs in a lot of different ways, uh, sometimes like from a guitar in my room. Sometimes it's just in my head and it just comes out. And this one I was actually driving back from L.A. to Oregon and I was just in my car tapping on the window. Like I like the beat and then wrote it in my head and sang it out and into my phone. <laughs> and this is what it is now. So I love technology. I don't 
mean to complain, but I'm feeling down when you're not here. Yes, I'm the one to blame, because I'm the one who left you there. Please just let me explain. Why do the things I do, I do them for you. I do them for you. Every time you see a plane, just think of how I'm flying high for you. And when it starts to rain, I tell the sun to find its way to you. We'll be together soon, making love the way we do. I do this for you. I do this for you. I do this for you. That's uh, definitely baby making music. I know, man. <laughs> or the type of music you were playing when I first met you, and um, yep. and I thought, wow, this is going to be fantastic for uh, live at Sunset Marquee here at the hotel. You have mentioned a lot of different genres, though, and I know yeah. you've I know you've experienced <laughs> in a lot of different genres. You have a favorite, or where are you leaning N- to toward? Yeah. So the thing is. Um, Chris, if I can call you Chris, my favorite no. genre is your music. I mean, I just love a man who can play harmonica <laughs> and sing and foot stomp and clap. Um, we I got the clapping down. We should definitely talk about your music at some point too, because you're <laughs> you're one of those like unspoken heroes. I I had no idea that you even could perform the way you do, but when we were at Rosenthal Winery and I oh, saw yeah. you rocking out with your band, I was like, what the. Where did this guy come from? Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Everybody has a fantasy, and so some of them get to live it, and some of them don't, and then some of them force it. I booked the shows there, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I, I forget your question now. What was it? it was, uh, oh, genres of music. Genre, like, favorite a, genre. You have a favorite, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd love to play some harp on your uh, on some of your songs. Man, cool. dude, actually, yeah, I, I have a perfect song for that. Um, we'll talk about that later. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, so favorite genres, I don't specifically have one. And I think that's why it's difficult as a songwriter, mm-hmm. because if, you know, if I did, I would probably just end up singing a lot of um, stuff like that. I just played you, you mm-hmm. know, kind of very soulful acoustic stuff. But um, my brain's too complicated for yeah. that. And it <laughs> pisses me off because I'm just like, come on, man, focus this, you know, because yeah. you feel like the industry out here really wants to, you know, pick your market. Right. stick to it you know what i mean yeah you got to own something you, it's funny you referenced um i had some friends in the industry in la earlier in the in the conversation and i was like friends friends in the industry in la is always such a moving target of what that definition yeah. <laughs> means and and how you know how they can really um you know benefit you but um you know, I, I think that a lot of artists will get um, pigeonholed into one particular genre yeah. of music. So, um, for sure, I, you know, I liked your first show you did live at Sunset Marquee because you you um, appealed to a larger audience because you had a lot of different styles. You had mm. some Latin music, uh, like a Latin feel. Yeah. You had the baby making music. Yeah. You had the pop music. And, <laughs> Um, and your stage presence is awesome too. So Thanks, you got man. that going for you, but, um, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, that, especially live that, for me, like, you know, recording is obviously like 
such a beautiful experience, but live is like what I live for. So if anyone's listening to this, um, you know, come out to live shows, man. A lot of people are just like stuck in their headphones, which is great. But like a lot of a lot of times the magic really happens on stage. You know, that's where you have the memories of seeing your favorite band. Absolutely. And, and I understand that. So when I'm playing, I really try my best to kind of tap out from myself you know, I'm not trying to look cool. Mm. I'm trying to make you feel cool, make you guys yeah, have yeah. a good time and make the moment, um, you know, something special. And um, I think that that might influence my music uh, where I'm at now the most is because I want my music just to feel good and, and make people feel good. Mm -hmm. And so it's less of me, even though I've, I've gotten to a place where I'm comfortable writing about deeper things or about myself more. I still try and, you know, find a creative way that I'm like, okay, if I'm playing this out of show, how can this influence people in a way that they come together and they dance and they have a good time? And if I do a show and no one dances, it's like, that's a freaking huge fail on my part. <laughs> yeah, like right. I, I can't have it. I'll, I'll jump down into the crowd and grab someone and make them dance. <laughs> yeah. I did actually I did that. Yeah, you did that. Uh, so, <laughs> I was just thinking. I, I think, think you guys you had that. a little barrier there for yeah. me at the camera. AJ. Shout out to AJ by the way. He's back here in the on the couch just chilling right now. Yeah, he is. He's our uh, video specialist and shoots all the uh, live music and uh views, videos and edits them and puts them up on our website and uh um, I believe we have one of you up there as well. Still. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I definitely want to check out Miko. Go to live at sunsetmarquee.com and check out those videos. But um, there's a nice plug for the show, huh, AJ? Yeah. <laughs> got to work those in. Actually, I, I, I have a show too I like to plug. I'm playing at Republic of Pi uh, in North Hollywood on the 21st this month at 7 p.m. Oh, you are? Yeah. Now we've got to get this podcast out before then. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't have to, but if you if for some reason you don't, people, you know, go to my website miko.com, m e e k o h.com and uh, I have all my shows that I'll be booking and stuff on there. You have a favorite venue uh, out here that you like to Sunset. Play? Well, I, of course. <laughs> obviously. Of okay, course. you have a second favorite venue you like to play um, out here? You know, I haven't played it yet. I've gotten hit up a few times, but I really love the intimacy at Hotel Cafe. Mm. So I um, actually would love to play there sometime soon. Um, but yeah, I, I like that spot. Cool. Yeah. Um, what are your, uh, we're going to dive into your second track here in just a couple minutes. Um, okay. But um, what do you think about the state of the industry today? Uh, this is kind of like a, uh, <laughs> I gotta be nice in case someone's listening. Yeah. Right? Well, sure. Yeah. Um, man, I, th I think just social media has taken all forms of art to a different place. Yeah. And it's good and bad, right? Because you have on one hand the, the ability to like, you can, you can make anyone in the world, uh, or not make, but have the opportunity to let anyone in the world find your art and, mm. and appreciate it for free. Um, and it can be viral within five minutes. I actually have a friend of mine who just went viral on TikTok the other day and he's like freaking out. <laughs> I don't even know what TikTok is. I don't use it, but I've you, never even heard of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's like a, a version of Vine and uh, oh, okay. Instagram. I don't know, something like that. But um, it's just always a new one evolving. It's, here, and so. it's, he's a barista. He works at Bluestone. Shout out, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> But anyways, it, it's this uh, crazy, you know, world 
social media world we live in where you know it 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 kind of um like i said can boost you or cripple you because at the same time you could be this amazing artist uh and you know have a pretty solid following but labels now in the industry it's like all about followers and numbers and it's Mm -hmm. just a very big um you know who's who's famous and popular game and back in the day i really loved the magic of like you know a guy coming into a show and finding a band Mm. and just being like wow someone's got to hear these guys and then they take them to Capitol records and Capitol records as a showcase and then they like blow them out of the water and the next thing you know you know uh i'm trying to think of a band that's with Capitol. i don't know (laughs) but that band you know whoever it is they're like you know world you know artists selling out tours and And get a three record deal yeah those days are gone (laughs) and even and even those days had their downs i know i've heard of a crap ton of bad deals you know coming out of the labels and still to this day it's all 360 deals that you're hearing about so it's it's tricky like i'm an indie artist and my whole life you know um i've been doing professional music i guess you could say for about 12 years now that's all i do um and just tour and 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 play for whoever will listen and wants to and enjoy it and um you kind of always have this like dream of like i'm gonna get signed to a label someday Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna be on tv or on the grammys or whatever and those are still like deep-rooted feelings i don't think you get rid of those it's like it's like seeing a cd for the first time your first cd you make right Mm -hmm. and now we don't have cds anymore right right (laughs) but at the time like you just like someday i'm gonna make my own cd Mm -hmm. um and now you can just upload it to spotify like anybody like that so yeah that the industry is just crazy different and um you know my but my goal as an indie artist is um just to be in love with the the music still and not get bitter mm-hmm. t- towards you know oh i should no one you know no one's found me or they don't know what they're missing or i don't have a lot of followers or whatever like you know like um because those are just not the right reasons to be doing music in my opinion i think that's a great opinion i think that uh music as a whole is um you know it's a, it's a creative thing and so if you're driven by fame and success through music that's probably uh, the wrong field for you, I would imagine. But uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting industry. It, it's funny how records have come back, though. I mean, you mentioned like seeing your first CD, mm-hmm. and if you're old like me, you know maybe your first cassette. Right. <laughs> not a track. I still though. not that old. My first cassette. What was your What was your first cassette? Do you remember? Uh, I don't have a first cassette. <laughs> or or CD. Do you remember your first CD? Nope. No. Oh, uh, never. Man. Never. I've never recorded professionally or anything like that. So I'm just. Uh, What's the first one you ever bought then? Do you remember like your first tape you bought of another artist or CD? Wow, that was a long time ago. By the way, we got to fix the fact that you've never recorded. (laughs) You need to have something, a Chris Cope mixtape. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, that was a lot of years ago and a lot of dead brain cells. Um, (laughs) I would have to say it's probably like, uh, my buddy Dave Boss, shout out to Dave Boss. He hates this band, but uh, it was probably Sticks. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not my, that wasn't my favorite band growing up. That's probably the first mm-hmm. CD I bought. But um, yeah, uh, enough about me. I want to hear about this next song that you have queued up for us. Right. Tell us about it. Um, the next song, what song is it? Is it f- I think it's Flames. 
I'm pretty yeah, sure it's flames. flames. <laughs> <laughs> like looking in the back. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, flames is off my last EP. Uh, I played this one. This is the one that's on the, the website at mm-hmm. Sunset. Um, uh, it's so I am uh, Latin American, mm-hmm. uh, but I just did my 23 in me. So I could tell you that's a lot of random stuff. I have like, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. It's like you see someone and you think they're, oh, that guy's brown. He's Latin or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, man, my, my mom has like, I'm Irish. I'm British. I'm Spanish. I'm, I think my dad has like a, point eight ashkenazi whatever you say jewish oh really? So yeah it's like i have some sub i think we all have some african in us yeah apparently but um yeah so anyways i but but growing up my whole family speaks spanish right and my dad um bless his soul just didn't teach me spanish and oh really yes yeah, so i don't know i don't know how to speak it very well oh i understand bits and pieces sure um, but I, I've always loved... Don't they start El Daniels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> La Biblioteca. Um, but I always wanted... I love Latin music. Like, it's just one of my favorites. And I never had written it. So I was like, I want to write something kind of like Latin style. So I wrote this song. Um, and what's funny is when I wrote this song in my apartment in Bend, Oregon, um, I was writing it in my... Now my fiance, Chandler. Mm. Uh, shout out, Chandler. Love you. She had to say that, you know, you yeah. gotta go home later. Yeah, she'll slap you if you don't. <laughs> yeah, um, it started off really slow, and like I was like, like trying to get a harness, like that deep yeah. mariachi feel. And she, she, I remember she just wasn't ever like feeling it, you know, because you kind of always look, you know, and see, like, sure, is yeah. she like this? And so I just picked it up a notch, and she started moving. So, yeah, this is what that is. Chandler's a big influence on you, huh? Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> She's got that look up in her eyes Like the eclipse of the sun before it hides Pain and destruction's her desire She said don't speak and press the lips against my heart with fire La música nos lleva, nos lleva a la noche La música nos lleva a la noche AJ, that'd be a good baby-making song for you and Burley. You need another kid. Ooh. <laughs> Let me know, man. 
you know, like I, I, I line it up for you, man. I'll, I'll bring some. He'll bring it. He'll sing it live. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, it just re- like I said, the experience. Yeah, another level. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see Burley afterwards. Thanks, Miko. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny oh, is gosh. I've done so many of those not baby making sessions, but um, sure, yeah. Like no, I've done I've done these like romantic dates. Like people will hit me up and be like, "Hey, like I know you. It's probably beneath you, but like, will you like come and play at a like I'm gonna do a little special dinner for my I'm gonna, you know, uh, what's it called? freaking get engaged or oh yeah all those you know romantic things or it's our anniversary or yeah and i've done a, a few of those and it's so awkward <laughs> like i'll do it because i'm too nice but i'm sitting there on like a little high stool and then they're like beneath me at a little freaking table like having their little lobster dinner and i'm like three feet away just like singing looking at them while they're talking and it's like this is so awkward, but yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you command a lot of money for those things. It is beneath yeah. me, but I'll do it for a grand. <laughs> They're literally beneath me. I'm, they always pick the highest <laughs> stools, bro. My feet are like dangling like Kevin Hart, man. I'm just like, this is this is just ridiculous right now. I feel like a little church boy. <laughs> so <laughs> that one was from which, uh, the second the last, last album? Yeah, the last EP I did called Fire and Diamonds. Yeah, you okay. can get all, the, all my music is online. Um, on you know all platforms okay yeah all right and on my website uh, we have one more song that you are um that you brought and this is from yeah. tell us about that one yeah well um so this one's featuring one of my friends uh, her name is rose and uh with the z and she is just a beautiful person inside and out um and we I've never really written with anybody, not not fully for the purpose of potentially using it myself. I write for a lot of other people. And I don't know if there's like a fear behind that of, or like a pride thing. I've, I've had to check myself a couple times and mm-hmm. be like, why don't you want anyone to help you write a song? And I, I've, you know, kind of feel like there's a part of me that's just, I'm like, oh, well, because you can just do it yourself. Mm. I've never needed anyone. But when I met her and when I heard her sing, and I, hopefully when you hear it, um, you'll understand. I was just like, man, like so special. And, uh, I, I felt like some of the greatest music, you know, I started growing and realizing some of the greatest music is not just, you know, just one person, but it's like multiple people that come together. It's like all art, even the fit, like AJ and you working together and making something like this happen. And it takes a team sometimes to make something really great. So, I wanted to try that and we did and this is an acoustic demo actually so it's not mixed or mastered at all i actually we just tracked it in a little my friend's little studio and and never touched it since and i just wanted to kind of share it because i i don't care that it's not perfect i just want people to feel what we were feeling Ooh, that's uh unusual to hear from an artist i don't care that it's not perfect it's awesome trust me that's yeah, trust me. Usually I have like that. Oh, you know, I had my throat hurt that day and yeah. uh, just woke up. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm past that stage. I'm just like, you know, just listen if you want to. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play that.
Oh, you like it? I'm doing a little head bobbing. Is it in approval? There. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys want to help me record the real one? Let me know. <laughs> Victor and Chris uh, are helping us out on the on the engineering side tonight. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, that was very ethereal, if you will. Um, what's the motivation behind that? Um, if, a, if you met her, which hopefully you will, yeah. Um, she she just is special like i said and so when we were writing we were in my apartment just chilling on the couch and um i i started that little acoustic you know um line and and just felt right and uh i played with a little alternate tuning thing and my capo just to you know kind of find something different Mm -hmm. because you get really bored you know playing the same stuff and (laughs) um, loop some of that yeah Yeah. and I, i like not knowing what i'm doing so I just tried to, f- to do something. I, I was like, I don't know where to go, but let's feel it. And uh, as soon as I did that and started playing it, she just said that, are you okay? You know, and uh, we've talked about it. I, I won't share fully. I mean, it's it's so funny because it's not, it's not like a very complicated lyrical song, mm-hmm. especially in the little verses. Like, And the structure is very weird as well. There's not like a solid chorus or anything. It just kind of goes where it wants to go and repeats where it wants to repeat mm-hmm. and uh but it feels good and um we both wrote our own verses and they both mean something different but they also have the same path if you will so um yeah it was very personal for both of us and we um but but we were smiling the whole time <laughs> and we we're also just like this is crazy because like you said that that's so good yeah, it was just like angels and not to be all weird, <laughs> but just like you said, that 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 very, uh, the air was nice. It just yeah. felt beautiful. Kind of a little outer body. Yeah, and I, I don't even have the version that we, I, so I usually, sometimes we'll loop stuff mm-hmm. when I'm writing, and I um, 
I turned my acoustic guitar into like a little electric, uh, very, very washed out reverby sound. And I put all these really cool, like, like little twangy things in there. And it just was like grew and grew and grew and grew. And that kind of uh, sparked our little like um, vocal, as you could feel in certain parts where don't lie to me and it put another layer and another layer and another and it was just like where should we stop almost because it just felt so fun to keep putting more vocals um yeah so um what's funny uh, about that song though is it's probably the most different on the the, because that's gonna be on my upcoming ep i'm actually doing a double ep so the first one's called Mm. sun and and the second one is called Moon, so ah. it's the Sun and Moon EPs. Okay, and they'll be like sold together if I even do a CD. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. make that happen down here in Nightbird. Yeah. So the Sun now EP is going to be very more like soulful, acoustic, uh, almost some folky pop uh, stuff. That's just like fun. Just I want people dancing. Yeah. And the Moon EP is stuff like that. A little bit more. Uh, darker toned uh, where I can be very honest with myself and with the audience um, and yeah and he kind of set a little mood also there's a couple like really beautiful like one of the songs I wrote from the river is gonna be on there and um, it's a song I wrote for my fiance and it's I sang that song before I proposed to her I did like a, I just got engaged so in july <laughs> yes yeah. you did <laughs> congratulations so, yeah so, so let me ask cool. you when you were singing were you on a high stool on top of her <laughs> <laughs> oh man actually i did a secret show for her family and oh. friends back in Med- jacksonville oregon yeah and uh, i was on her back patio and it was beautiful it was just like friends and family no one knew i didn't tell anybody except my friend uh cloud and maddie mm-hmm. they're the only ones in my i guess my bandmates because they were playing with me too. Um, they had to know though, because I was like, I'm going to walk off and they're not going to know what I'm doing. <laughs> so they need to know to keep playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. It was like just about to hit, uh, like the sunset just went down. So it was like that twilight hour mm-hmm. and walked up. The magic At the hour. end of magic hour. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> magic hour. Uh, and yeah, I walked off at the end of the song and they kept playing. And I grabbed her, and she thought I was going to dance with her because mm. I always just grab her and dance with her at shows. And no, nah, I just hit a knee and, yeah, did my thing. Hit a knee and, and did she, my thing. she said yes, and everyone was crying. It was, it was beautiful. It was cool. That's very that's Not awesome to get all story. sappy up on your show. Yeah, enough of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, you're like, that's awesome, though. You're Congratulations. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. No, Don't do it. Um, so were you, so you, you'd mentioned that you were collaborating and, and co-writing with some, with some people, or you write other yeah. songs for people. Do you, um, uh, do you find that rewarding? And, and, um, uh, when you, when you write or you collaborate with somebody or you write a song for them, what sort of things, uh, are going through your mind? What's your inspiration for, for writing? I mean, I love writing for other people. First of all, because you're not just judging yourself, mm. right? Like when I write for someone else, I'm just like having fun, thinking of what would go good for them. And there's no pressure because for me, I'm just like, yeah, this is for you. So whatever you like, I'm just going to facilitate uh, whatever I can, whatever the energy that I can provide to you and that that is what you're looking for. And um, it's easy. I just love it. Uh, I was helping uh i mean i've written for a lot of people but i've uh 
was working with Shannon Bex for a while. Just like we would just ride around, and she she was in uh, Danity Kane, Puff Daddy's making the band. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I toured with her for a long time, and we would write together a lot. And um, I helped write for uh, my friend Michael Wilson, who's out here in LA. Go check him out. Um, and he, him, he, especially him, he's very very um, just a beautiful soul, and he one of my best friends one of the first people who ever believed in me out here mm. and told me i need to keep coming out here and then the first time i met him he's like i want to learn how to write a song and so <laughs> i helped him write a song the very first day i ever met him and um he ended up recording it on his last ep he did and so it's just special um to do that i, I really do enjoy it um the i think some of the some of the i guess the uh the styles and stuff that come out again is just very like particular to the person. Hmm. Um, I forget what was the second half of your question. The uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> just the inspiration, but I think you answered that. Yeah. So, you know, I would imagine you listen to um, them perform, yeah. and uh, what what sort of vocal range or or register they they sit in, uh, yeah, predominantly. It's always different too, because like you're right. I mean, some people can do sp- super special vocal things mm-hmm. and some people are just very um cut and dry which is 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 i mean there's the bob dylan's and there's the beyonce's of the world like, sure <laughs> yeah. and you need both so um i i yeah i really love writing for other people and figuring out what fits you what makes you click and and feel like uh this song was special for you if anyone's out there and they need someone to help write songs hit me up Especially if you're with a label, <laughs> yeah, right. Because I could use some money out here. Honestly, yeah. I want to, because I know we're probably wrapping up soon. But I want to thank you. Uh, I guess I'm officially your first. Uh, I think guest, guest yes, on our podcast. Super podcast, awesome, yeah. super special to me. Uh, I can't tell everyone out there en- enough that's listening. Like, please follow this podcast and please um, support it. Um, I can personally say I know you. Chris, the man, uh, very well enough to say like, you're an amazing person. I'm super stoked for this. I'm definitely a fan already. <laughs> um, and as soon as you told me, I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> that makes sense. Like your personality and the people, you know, and your passion, you're so passionate about music and bringing people together. And, um, I just want to thank you because like, even for me, you know, you didn't even hesitate to make me part of the family out here. You were like, you heard my stuff. Shout out to Xander and Adam because they yeah. <laughs> they linked us and uh, through email. I was in Bend. I think yeah, that's and, right. And yeah. they're like, our boys coming out to L.A. You got to meet Chris and and the fam- AJ and the family out there. And you guys are like, dang, you got to play at Sunset live at Sunset. And ever since it was just like home. Whenever I come out here, it just feels like home, which is a beautiful thing to say because when you come, I lived in Oregon, you know, my whole life. Um, and I've been out here for like two years now and it's a little like, it really is true. They say it's like this little hidden gem, you know, yeah. in Hollywood <laughs> and it really is just a little hidden gem. You're talking gem. about the Sunset Market? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the studio, shout out to the Nightbird guys yep. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> the studio is, is, is dope. I would love to do like a listening party here still and stuff like that. So We can do that tomorrow. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> so before we go, real quick, uh, your website is miko.com. Yep. And it's M E E K O H.com. Yeah. 
and you're getting ready to, uh, if this podcast gets out in time, September 21st, you're playing where? Yeah, Republic of Pi, North Hollywood. Republic of Pi. 7 p.m. And you have any other dates come up? Well, uh, no, I'm like I said, I'm I'm gonna start booking. So if anyone's out there and they want to book me, let me know. Um, I I took uh, a f- couple years off just to f- write. Okay. Um, so I haven't really been playing. You're like the one of the last shows, last two shows I did. I did the <laughs> Rosenthal and Sunset. Yeah. Just for you, man, because I was yeah, I was like I got yeah, do the that. Rosenthal tasting room. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I've just been focused on writing. Um, I did also uh, on the side. I've been doing like some film and I. I do scoring and composing and things like that too. So, oh, we'll have to talk about that yeah. on the next one. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I'd like to get your take at some point on the state of the industry for songwriters as well. I've been reading quite a bit about uh, what's going on in that in that yeah, side man. of the industry, but we're not going to end this podcast on a wet blanket conversation. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, uh, Miko, thank you for joining me in my inaugural podcast. That's a wrap on this episode of Under the Marquee. To hear more great music from other independent artists, visit us at live at sunsetmarquee.com, where you can also RSVP for one of our upcoming shows. I'm your host, Christopher Cope, and remember, the best music in the world is seldom heard between 88 and 108.